Hey there, everyone. This is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today it is my pleasure to be chatting with Cal Ewing, who is a very astute young real estate entrepreneur doing something pretty cool. And that is that he's a Canuck who focuses primarily on investing in the United States. In fact, I think that's, I'm not mistaken, that's where Cal's got his entire portfolio. So we're going to be talking today with Cal about that, about Canadians investing in the real estate in the US, what he focuses on, how he got involved in all that. And Cal, you're calling in right now from lovely Calgary. Is that right? That's correct, Dave. Freezing Calgary. <laughs> at, the time that we're, at the time we're recording this, it's uh, mid-February. So Cal's freezing his buns off in Calgary and I'm freezing my buns off here in Kamloops. And hopefully trying to find things to do to stay warm inside, right? Your buns off. Right. So you're wishing you're down in Texas right about now, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So Cal, welcome to the call. Appreciate having you on board. And we're going to start the timer now. So Cal, to start off with, tell us a little bit about your background, how you got involved in real estate, and more importantly, how you, how you got the bug to invest down in the States. Yeah, so I grew up in small town Alberta, and my dad was a, a cattle rancher, so he never worked for anyone but himself. Uh, my mom was more of a stay-at-home ranch wife, so she only, you know, worked for us kids. And I think that really was ingrained inside me that, you know, working for myself was normal because that's what my family did. So after I got graduated, my goal was to play professional electric guitar in some rock band, and so I moved to the big city. And slugging it out, trying to make that happen, I had to work a bunch of really crappy jobs, and I just realized that I am a horrible employee and I do not enjoy working for someone else. At one point after the, the whole rock star dream ended and I realized it really wasn't for me, I came across Rich Dad Poor Dad and I read that book and it just really resonated with me. I was like, okay, there is another option than just getting a job and you know trying to pass my time until retirement, right? So I clung to that and I just felt like real estate was the thing. This was my answer. And that was about the same time as I decided to go to University of Calgary and get a degree in geology. And the only reason I chose that is there's a lot of outdoor um, classes you could take and trips. <laughs> and a lot of people were making good money, obviously, in the oil patch. So I chose that. But at the same time, I was reading all kinds of real estate books and trying to get educated as I possibly could in real estate because my whole goal was to be full-time real estate investor. So I, while I was studying, I was learning that. And then got married and headed out into the oil patch up in the middle of nowhere in you know, minus 40 weather. And I soon realized this is not for me. So I decided to just commit 100% to investing in real estate. And I've been doing that full time for the last three years. Nice. So how did you, I mean, how did you get from investing in real estate to investing in real estate in the United States? How did that come to be? Yeah, well, I think what happened is a lot of the training that's available for most Canadians is it's all American content, right? Yeah. So you, you try some of the strategies that, you know, these gurus and stuff that come through town are telling you you can do and they don't 100% work all the time. So that was one thing. I really love the idea of investing someplace warm. Like I originally thought Costa Rica would be the place to go. And then I met a, a Calgarian who actually had a, a full business in Las Vegas at the time. And he was actually working with Canadians, showing them how to invest in the US. And it was more of a turnkey type thing. But that's how I got my start is I just raised some money and we just with some friends and we bought a house in Vegas and that was where I got my start and I just continued because it was more natural to me to buy in the U.S. than it is in Canada. Price points tend to be a little bit more reasonable, I think. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a lot. <laughs> All right. So what year was that that you kind of jumped in and bought your first property? Yeah, that was right after the big crash south of the border. So 2009 and 2010. Good time, good time to be buying, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So since then, I believe you've, you've done quite a few transactions. I believe you're, you're up to, uh, you got 30, 30 properties on the go right now in your portfolio. Is that right? 
Yeah, well, since I've gone full time and left the oil patch, um, I think we've done about 30 deals in the last two and a half years. Impressive. That's very good. So uh, it sounds like you got off to a good start on the right foot, but knowing what you know now, if you're going to go back to your younger self in 2009, 2010 and say, hey, do this differently, what would that be? Yeah, um, I think number one is taking more action and not being so afraid. I think a lot of people, this is pretty common, is it's very overwhelming. It's very scary, no matter where you're investing, but just real estate in general. And I spent a lot of time spinning my wheels, trying to get it perfect, um, trying to figure out which market I should be in and comparing and, you know, and really doing nothing. <laughs> just an analysis, analysis paralysis, right? Yeah, yeah. And then even the strategy, like, oh, this is really cool. And oh, I, I learned about, I don't know, trailer park investing. That's what I want to do. And oh, you know, large multifamily. Oh, I want to do that. And then, you know, a year passes and nothing's happened. And I think so many people can attest to that, right? So I think the biggest thing I learned is pick a strategy, pick a market, even if you have to throw a dart at, at a map. And, you know, because every market's different. Every market has its challenges that you're going to have to learn and overcome no matter where it is. And just go. And the more you go and the more you do, that snowball starts slowly rolling and you build that momentum and coincidences happen and you meet the right people and then you're off. You know, that's, that is such good advice. I mean, that's my ideal type of person that I like to work with, Cal, for, for my services, done for your marketing services for raising capital, basically. Mm -hmm. As somebody who's already got three or four or five deals under the belt, they kind of hit the wall. But I, so often I have newbies coming to me and saying, hey, where do I start? And I say, well, first of all, pick a strategy, exactly what you said. Pick a strategy, get educated about it, and then pick a market and get educated about that, get focused on that. And then we can start talking about, you know, talking with money partners and raising capital, because until then, nobody's going to invest with you. So that's very, very, I'm, I'm definitely on board with that advice. So now that you've been doing this for quite a while, and I, I know you work with a lot of different people and, and chances are you've been part of real estate clubs and all sorts of things like that. You know, besides the procrastination and, and the lack of focus on a strategy, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see other real estate investors making? Well, I think people put a lot of limitations on themselves and make a lot of excuses, again, not to take action. So like financing for one is an example, you know, it's like, well, I don't have, I don't have any money or I, I've already, you know, invested all my money. So I'm, I'm done or I can't get a mortgage. And the one thing that I've found with investing in another country is I've had to learn that like, I can't really get much financing. I can't qualify for mortgages. And so, you know, just figuring it out and, and just trying to, to solve your problem to get to where you want to go. So like I've had to learn how to buy houses with no money down. And most of what we do is no money down. And you hear a lot of people saying, oh, well, that's just, no that's one can awesome. really do no money down deals. And, and well, that's absolutely not true. And oh, it's too hard as a Canadian to buy in another country. Well, no, it's not that hard. It's just, you put those limits on yourself. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's all up here. It's just the limitations and, and being able to push through them and find the answers. Very, very cool. So tell us a little bit about the strategy that you're, you're focusing on right now, because before we started the recording, we were chatting and I said, well, it looks like you're doing lease options to me if I read between the lines, but that's not the case. So kind of give us a synopsis of what you do. What's your main bread and butter strategy? Sure. Well, we actually have two. Um, we have a, a short-term, more of a cash flow, keep the business going strategy, which is just wholesaling and, and wholetailing properties. So, sorry, wholesaling and what? And wholetailing. Wholetailing. I don't know what a yeah. whole, what's wholetailing. wholetailing. Uh, it's, it's really similar. So you get a, a good deal under contract. Wholesaling is where you're assigning that contract to another investor. So maybe they'll keep it as a rental or they'll take it as a fix and flip. And so that requires a, a big database of investors. 
wholesaling is the same thing, except you're actually listing the house on the MLS. I got it. So you're uh, not improving it. Wholesaling is you buy it super, super cheap, you sell it cheap. Yeah. Wholesaling is you buy it cheap and you sell it retail. Sell it at market value. Yeah. Right. Without really doing anything to it. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the short term money. You know, we're able to do multiple deals every month that way. Nice. And then my long term strategy, and this is more based on where I see the market right now, is we're actually buying homes again at a discount. And then a lot of times we're using private lenders and we're buying these homes and then we're turning around and owner financing them to people that can't qualify for a mortgage. And what we like to do is set up the payments that they're paying each month on the loan. So it's the same as rent. So it's kind of a no brainer for people that have been renting and they don't want to anymore. Why pay that same thousand dollars for renting a house when they could pay that same thousand and they are now the owner from the get go. Right. And there's a lot of value in that. Obviously a lot of tricks to that strategy, but is the, is one of the main things is you got to get in there under market value or you got to get in there with really good terms or how do you make that work? Financially? Well, it's actually easier to buy homes in this, in this, model or strategy than it is when I'm whole, wholesaling and wholesaling. Okay. I can pay a little bit more because it's, it's all based on rent. So I start with, okay, well, what would this house rent for? Or, or what are you know, the rental comps around that in that neighborhood? And say, I know it'll rent for a thousand bucks. Okay. I then back up just using my financial calculator. I can figure out, okay, how much would I have to sell this home so that my buyer's payments are a thousand bucks a month? So you can just, it's all based on rent. And then once I know that, then I can make my offer based on, once I know my sale price, I can make my offer based on that. So it's not necessarily a huge discount. Interesting. And then again, because your owner financing in the States, it's different than it is here in Canada. Typically, you're looking at a 30-year term. Is that correct? Well, you can, yeah, there's no balloons. Like, at least in Texas, it's very difficult to have a, a balloon payment, which says, you know, after five years, the, the loan is due for your buyer. Right. Uh, so you can set it up so that, you know, after five years, the interest rate starts going up, which encourages them to refinance. But we actually just have a 30-year loan, 30-year amortized loan for our end buyer. So it's very attractive for them. Interesting. Well, that's, that's very, very cool. And what we were also talking about is, cause I was saying, well, geez, you know, you get an investor involved in that. Who, who wants to have their money tied up for 30 years, but you brought up a very important point. Chances are they're going to upsize, downsize, move. Something's going to happen within on average five to seven years, everybody's moving. Right. So yeah, it's not, you're not stuck for life with that loan. Yeah. Well, a lot of times when we're working with other investors, um, it's actually just a five year. So we're borrowing the money for five years to buy the house. And then at the end of that point, um, they have the option to continue for another five years, or we can put in a different investor in their spot. So it's not actually 30 years uh, commitment for our investors. That's uh, very cool. Very, very smart. What, what you're doing there, my friend, that's, that's interesting. I'm, I'm fascinated by what you, what you've set up there. So why did you pick Texas? A couple of reasons. I actually started learning how to buy at the tax foreclosure auctions in Texas. And the reason Texas is, well, there's training available for one, um, but just the laws in Texas make it really favorable for buying tax foreclosures. So I had a little bit of a team set up down there for that purpose. And what I found is just the way the market is down there, it's so competitive at those foreclosure sales that getting a deal is next to impossible. Yeah. And it was just moving too slow for me. So then that's where I got the analysis paralysis for a while, trying to figure out, okay, well, what market, right? With, there's so many options. Where should I be investing? And finally, I just was like, forget it. I'm going to invest in Houston. I've already got a bit of a team there and we just kept growing. And, and that's where I realized how it really doesn't matter so much where you're investing because you're just going to figure it out. 
But some of the benefits of Texas are that it's you know very flexible as far as evicting tenants. It's very landlord friendly as a lender, right? If you're for owner financing, it's very lender friendly. So foreclosing on people is <laughs> if you have to, it's very easy. You don't have to go through the courts and let it drag out for months and months. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the market, I mean, in the last recession, Texas in general, but Houston, they barely even noticed the recession. Whereas other markets like, you know, Las Vegas is like a roller coaster of prices, right? And in California and things like that. Whereas you can hardly even tell that a recession happened in Houston in 2009. So it's very stable, a lot of jobs, a lot of uh, in-migration, things like that. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're down to the last three minutes or so here. I know that you've, you've started working with people and, and showing people how to do private lending, how, to, how Canadians can get set up and invest down in the United States. So tell me a little bit about who, who, who are the kind of people that you're typically working with for these services? Sure. Yeah, there's actually two different groups of people. Um, so I'm actually building a course right now to help Canadians invest or learn how to invest in the United States. Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions and, you know, people toy with the idea, but they quickly hear, you know, rumors of double taxation and things like that. And they just say, oh, no, no, it's too scary. And I wanted to create this course to address some of these common concerns and questions that I get about just how to get started and then hopefully help people avoid some of the, the speed bumps and hurdles that I had to overcome in order to figure this whole game out. I'm preparing a course that should be finished in the next few months. We're about 75% done. And that would just help people that are actively looking for real estate deals in the U.S. So these could be landlords or people wanting to learn wholesaling or flipping, more active type investors. And then I already have a, a private lending training course that I've made and I can share the link. It's a four video free course. And it's more set up for people that maybe are looking for better ways to grow their retirement savings accounts and just grow wealth through lending on real estate. And I'm sure you agree, like it's something that a lot of people don't really know about. And it's a really solid way to, to grow wealth because you're securing your investment to an actual piece of property that has actual value. And so this course is just helps walk people through that process, educate them on, on how it works and just opens more options for people, you know, who are not happy with the returns they're getting. And what's the best way for people to find out more about Cal Ewing? A couple of ways of uh, facebook.com slash Cal Ewing real estate. You can connect with me there. And then my website is www.investmentpropertyusa.ca. Are the two best ways to find out more. In the last 45 seconds, I know it's tough, but uh, one tip for somebody looking at investing down in the States, a Canadian looking at investing down in the States, what would be a tip for them? Good cross-border accountant and a good real estate attorney in the market that you're in. And that's all you really need to get going. Those are the two you need. Awesome. Yep. Very good. All right, Cal. Well, this has been a lot of fun and I feel like we didn't have enough time to flesh everything out. So I might hit you up for another interview sometime down the road. That'd be excellent. I appreciate you having me on. All right. My pleasure, my friend. Take care. And everybody, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.